are listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Sam Roca, and Sam read a beautiful essay about clogging a toilet. This week, I sat down with Grace Baylor, and Grace talked to me about her earwax buildup and um, a crazy blowjob and we a bunch of a bunch of other stuff we kind of went well, there was a few tangents I'll be honest here's Grace Baylor you like no. a nice rigid pair of pants well I like Dan like I like I don't want it to be too stretchy because then you wear them one time and then they t- are, and they're they don't fit up. yeah and you have to wash them again which who has the time for I that? I hate washing jeans. <clears throat> but these are like, yeah, they're a little, I think I bought them at a different time in my life. You know, I, I so feel that. I associate most of my pairs of jeans with a very specific time of my life, yet I still try and wear them all. Well, during the pandemic, I was like, pff, pff. sorry, I'm hear my mouth. During the <laughs> pandemic, I was, um, <clears throat> I also am really like, okay, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I was running for like four miles a day. Yeah. Like I didn't have a job because I was serving. So I, and I was on unemployment and I had like nothing going on. And yeah. all I would do is every day I would go out and I would run four miles. Ev- like literally every day. I didn't take a break. Unless there was one time I was really constipated and I like couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fucked up. Um, but like I, I would run every day and I would, it was like. It was like the only time I'd go outside sometimes, and it was very, what a dark period. But um, <laughs> I got really skinny, though. <laughs> and that's when I bought these pants. And I'm not running four miles a day anymore. Four miles a day is a lot. Well, I know. And I'm not even like, I didn't, I didn't like grow up. I mean, I played sports and stuff growing up, but I wasn't like, you know, exercise girl. Yeah. I just had nothing else in my life. No, I feel like, and I feel like as a woman, it's so, like, it's interesting when we turn to running. I know I was running away. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, why are we really? Why are we running here? What's going on? It was, it, was, it is nice because it was like you know it's like I'd go outside I'd, and I like go because I had I had all day so I I go like drive to the river and I'd run by the river or I'd do the six oh, that's six so nice. I'd go I kind of like goes or I'd run to the I'd go to the lake I do yeah that that was really nice especially I like I do it at like nine at night like go to the lake and then you can see the um about the Montrose. Oh, the Montrose you know, Harbor. You can see the uh, the skyline. And stuff. Yeah, no, that's pretty. Just being, just like being like, <laughs> it's fine. This will end. <laughs> I really did not think it was gonna end. There was a moment where I was like, this will never be over. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, I thought like, the exact, and I was like living with my parents. Like I was here in Chicago. I was also server, and then I got, I went home for a bit and a where bit Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. So I was there for that five months. Gnarly. It was it was fun for two weeks. And my parents and I, at 5 o'clock, we were like, wine time know, every day. That part was kind of, there were parts of it that were kind of fun. They were kind of fun. <laughs> and then, then I was like, okay, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Do they have a nice like yard and stuff, though? Um, Yeah. like They have like a condo in Indianapolis. And they had they didn't have a yard, but they had like a little uh, parking lot. And <laughs> we called it Asphalt Beach. So all the neighbors, would we would all come out and stay six feet apart oh, yeah, and totally. bring out our little charcoal grills. Oh, that's So we, we made the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, my, that's the one thing is my house really doesn't have like a good outdoor, because like the yard, I think my, my landlady lives below me and her dad, I think, was sick for a while before, like 
he had passed by the time I moved in, I believe. Well, yeah, he definitely had. But, um, <clears throat> so there's this really big ramp in the backyard that uh-huh. I, I think they needed oh, for Oh, like him. A, for a wheelchair? Yeah, and it takes up the entire yard. Okay. So there's no yard. There's no, there's just a ramp. So we were just, there was no, like, yeah, we had to find outdoor areas. Yeah. Yeah, it is a, I don't, I hate that ramp. That would be a backyard, except for, <laughs> except for a ramp. Also, my, um, <laughs> when my, when we moved in, my roommate didn't have a bed. And, um, my landlady was like, well, I have an extra mattress if you want it. And she gives us this, like, medical grade, like, one of those, like, extra long twins that's, like, the outside is plastic. So, like, she gave her dead dad's Very bed. much so. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's one of those where it goes, like, mm, and, like, can be, like, oh. Yeah, and my oh, roommate David dear. slept on that for years. And he it didn't fit. That was the other thing he bought. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> he bought this um, <clears throat> this bed frame that, like, you know, it has the drawers, like, under, oh, like yeah. they're already, like, built in. And <laughs> also all the reviews on this on this bed frame we're like my son loves this but it was like for a child <laughs> like my son loves this and there's so much storage for his toys like <laughs> and my 30 year old roommate was like perfect and then but the twin mattress is way too long because it's like a hospital bed do you have to buy like hospital he sheets? like had he wedged it in he like he had to like <laughs> it like didn't fit in the in the box it was it was a, that was a wild and then it had little metal uh handles on all the drawers and his cat was like if you didn't feed that cat in the morning, he was like a complete menace. And so he'd come in and he would just shake all the little handles and be like, ding, 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 ding. And he would wake him <laughs> up. So David had to duct tape every handle. I came into his room one time. I was like, what kind of <laughs> mental breakdown are you having? Because every, and on his dresser too, every metal handle had been like sloppily duct taped down. And he was like, Fender keeps touching all that things and waking me up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, Okay, anyways, well, that that was a big tangent right at the beginning. (laughs) Normally, we do those in the middle. (laughs) But um, what's up? Do you have a a story to tell me? I I wrote down, like, a a few gross gross things. I'm a pretty, like, like I'm I'm a gross girl probably more consistently than I am, like, one off. But I've done a lot of gross stuff, and I can be pretty pretty gnarly at times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um so I've 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 got I've got I've got some things. Um it kind of depends what bodily function we want to really lean into. Oh, I mean dealer's choice. I know, right? Um I love them all except for boogers. Except for boogers. That's Weirdly, I don't have anything. The, okay, good. Wait, that why don't you like boogers? I don't I it's I don't really I don't understand this about myself, but it's like I I'm not like puking and like shitting and stuff really. It doesn't like I, it's f- funny, but I don't. Yeah. It doesn't really like gross me out. But when people talk about like snot and even the word booger, I'm just like, Ugh. that's I, so it, funny. It grosses me. One time, my my other roommate Jeff, um, I think he'd been having some kind of like sinus infection, and he'd like been like coughing up phlegm. And I looked over it and I thought, oh, it's like me. It's giving me the creeps right now. Thinking about it, I oh, I thought he. <laughs> I looked over. He goes, look at this, and I thought. He had a gray piece of gum in his mouth, uh-huh. and I was like staring at him, like, being like, I, "My my brain couldn't like oh, comprehend." No. And it was a big fucking like, like loogie almost, and it was oh. like, but it was like so solid. <laughs> it was solid. Yeah, it was like, it was like really gross. <laughs> oh, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. It's so gross. That's he's one of the more perverse people I've ever. 
encountered unfortunately i tell the story all the time but one time we were brushing our teeth together and i looked over and his his entire i'm not exaggerating his entire mouth was every tooth was coated in, in blood he was like brushing with blood and then he like spit and he's like it happens <laughs> it's like it doesn't happen I'm like sir that is gingivitis yes, he's like you're very sick <laughs> yeah that is severe periodontal <laughs> disease <laughs> oh my god and you know what really pisses me off I, I bet if he went to the dentist he'd be like perfectly fine not that he ever goes but like i go there like you have eight cavities I'm like okay i'm the same way but do i take adequate care of my teeth i don't think so Okay, if I'm being, if I'm being honest, like okay, I brush my teeth like a motherfucker. I mean, I could be better at flossing. I'll agree. I don't floss. I hate flossing. I hate flossing too. And now, this isn't interesting, but I went and got a filling. Uh huh. This man, I this did not go well. Uh, he literally said that he was like, "How was that for you?" And I was like, "Not good." (laughs) That's like not the thing you want your dentist to say. This guy's such a strange person. And but then he was like, "Whoops," he's like. It wasn't good for me either. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he said I couldn't open my mouth wide enough for him to like get in there. And but it's been hurting for four months. Like I can't eat crackers. And oh, I no. and when I floss it, it hurts. And like and it hurts in like a weird. I can't even barely describe. Like tooth pain is so so specific. Does it still hurt? Yeah, yeah. Like after the filling. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it didn't hurt before the filling. It hurts now since the filling. Oh, I he did something. I can't. Well, I've. This is, unfortunately this has happened before and then i had to get a crown but i think he, i don't know i i don't i'm not and then it's like now i gotta go back to the dentist yeah and i really don't want to go back because i've just been chewing on the left side of my mouth yeah <laughs> i'm gonna Are get like you just thought my face of is gonna be all up. one yeah. side yo yeah i soft stuff i can kind of chew over there but i can kind of feel it but like a cracker will like fuck my shit i'll be like, oh. <laughs> like it's like shoots into my brain oh my god i know I got some people I can refer you to. You have dentist friends? Yeah. Well, I used to work for a pediatric dental office in Chicago for like two years. So they're used to small mouths. Yeah, they're used to small mouths. (laughs) That sounds perfect. They're they're, they're wonderful. You get to watch like a little TV on the ceiling. There is a TV on the ceiling at at First Family Dental, but um, they always play something fucked up. I have heard of First Family. Last time I was watching SpongeBob. It's kind of weird. Interesting. Not allowed to watch that as a kid either, so it's kind of an interesting experience for me. I was, like, allowed to watch it for a limited amount of time, but, like, I was never allowed to watch, like, Family Guy or The Simpsons or anything. The, yeah, The Simpsons was very controversial. Even though it's, like, watching it now, you're like, that's insane. It's, like, so... Like, just... It would not have been detrimental to me to watch it. I feel like the parts that... Well, I guess he... I guess the part... I guess it, maybe it was when he was strangling his young son. Maybe that's what people were upset. I don't know. <laughs> It's the interesting. 90s are crazy. Um, okay, so well, that's what are your you got some stuff written down? I I'm, I'm making I I did make a little list, because um, I've I've definitely I've de- yeah I I am just a little bit of a gross girl. I've got definitely more earwax buildup than the normal girl. Okay, I feel. Um, but actually, do you do you like wear like the Apple earphones? Either mm-hmm. the air. Do you know? Okay. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> where the, are yours also just coated in earwax? It's okay. The little hole, like where the speaker is. Yeah. That is not a good place to look at. No, it's so because <laughs> you don't notice it, and then when you do, you're like Jesus, it's so bad. And my well, and you wear when you're like sweating oh. and stuff. So it's like 
Oh, I yeah, and like... I wear mine for, like, when I work out. I got, like, these little plastic covers to go over them, which are great. They, like, oh. they're, well, I mean, they're great. They keep them in my ear. Do they keep them clean? No. Oh. But, like, one of my friends, um, she went to get her ears cleaned at CVS because you can do that for, like, $25. Yeah, where they'll, like, Did take all the earwax out. With and I was, water? like. What do they do? They do, yeah, I think that they do, like, a water type of treatment with, like, that bulb thing you squeeze. Um, I know, right? But then I think she, uh, yeah, Lizzie, she also, she got it scooped out, too. And, like, that sounds amazing to me. I know, I wonder, I wonder if you'd, like, hear everything better and, like. She said she could hear so much better after. So I, I made an appointment to go to that same CVS and I was so (laughs) excited. I was like, this is so worth $25. I'm going to live, laugh, love here. Imagine being the person working at CVS. They're like, all right, you're on ear duty today. Like, right. I love, I love those doctors there. (laughs) There, it's so interesting. Like imagine going through like, like eight years of med school Wait, this is a pharmacist doing the ear cleaning? It's an actual doctor. Like, the CVS has, like, the Minute Clinic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Okay. The Minute Clinic. So I, so I, I went there. Yeah. <laughs> She's makes, a pharmacist. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, and she, she like, like... I just like doing it. <laughs> that would... I mean, I'm sure that there are some people that end up in those fields because they... I'd be lying if I, if love I said it. I wasn't intrigued. I would be intrigued. I've watched the videos. Right. Yeah, have you seen those so candles too? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard about them. I've wanted it's to do that. Scare me that I don't really get it. I don't get it either. I like, and I won't do it. I don't think. At least right now, I could change my mind and totally do it. <laughs> but I have seen those like contraptions where you can like you hook them up to your phone and you, there's like you can In like the watch camera and you can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I if there's anything I'm gonna like immediately buy on an Instagram ad, it's something to clean my ears. But but when I went to this minute clinic lady, she took a look at my ears and everything, and she was like, "Well, why why did you come in today? Like, I'm not seeing that much stuff in there." And I was like, "Well, you look at my AirPods. Like, it's so I obviously have so <laughs> like, much it's, in it's there. All in the AirPods. Yeah, I'm like here, like look, like <laughs> this is bad, right?" She's like, "Well, actually, you're. It looks like based on your headphones, like that's how you've been cleaning your ears, like like." Like anytime I'm wearing my headphones, that's now my ears are like almost ready for like that <laughs> to clean them. <laughs> it's I know. And so my AirPod case, I've had my AirPods. Steve Jobs did not uh, anticipate that. <laughs> he did not. Nobody at Apple thought about earwax buildup. No one thought about that. No, they didn't. And I've heard that you can take your AirPods in to the Apple store and get them cleaned for free. But that sounds like... I would just be so ashamed. I would never. Yeah, I will th- smash them in the garbage. Right? And buy new ones. I'd rather, one, yeah. 140. <laughs> no. You're not supposed to they probably clean did, them. They probably did plan that out, actually. They plan everything out. Planned obsolescence. And then they probably did planned ear earwax buildup, so you have to buy new AirPods. Seriously. Yeah. They could have made them so they don't collect all the crap right? so much. And I've, like, bought, like, an AirPod Sick cleaning bastards. kit. It doesn't work. What is it? Is this a stick? I, I feel like a needle is an AirPod cleaning. It's like clay. You and you oh. like wrap it around and it's supposed oh. to like okay. suck everything yeah, out. That makes sense. But, but my yeah. stuff has been in there for like almost four years. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's part of the AirPods. It's, like yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so, like I'm so embarrassed to like open my AirPods on like the bus or the train too. Ooh, that bad. They're so bad. Where are you got them right now? I don't have them with me. Mm. No. It's I wouldn't let a so, likely story. I would I, I wouldn't even let my boyfriend see my AirPods case for the, the first case like year of, Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. It's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And I've like my and the doctor at the minute clinic was like, don't feel bad about it. She's like, it's so normal. It's healthy that your ears are cleaning themselves this way. And I'm like, well, this is just disgusting, though. <laughs> like, I want to be able to put my headphones on without hiding them <laughs> in my bag as I'm doing it. Yeah. Doctors will never understand. No. No. They always saying dumb shit like that. <laughs> it's natural. Shut the Shut the fuck up. I don't care if it's natural. I'm still, I still have a deep sense of shame about this. Yeah, it's funny. So much of the things that our bodies do, we're like, we like grew up feeling ashamed and now we're still ashamed. And it's like, what if we didn't, you know, it's like everybody's ears are making wax. But it's, right? it's such a, yeah, it's such a funny thing to have to be like, this is foul. I'm disgusting. Oh, I, I had a hard time with that too growing up and like getting my period and i got my period at like 11 and i got mine so late oh oh really and at that time i was really embarrassed because i was like everyone has their period but me i like couldn't wait to get it because i was like now i'm like an adult like yeah but looking back i'm so glad i got it late then getting it early would be a fucking nightmare it was so bad i was just like really i'm like because i was 11 and i realized oh i have a while left in life like i'm like a full child yeah no i mean i was a child of 14 obviously but but I, guess I was like almost in high school. It took forever. <laughs> I I'm so much like I rather would have had it oh, later. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And my tits didn't grow until I was in college. I was an extremely late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> but they're here now. They've just continued slowly growing. That's fun. That's fun. Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I got big naturals. <laughs> Not really. Kind of. I got small ones. It must be nice because then you can run around and stuff. Do I kind of can. Yeah. My mom, too, like prepared me when I was going through puberty. She's like, so you're going to start to like, you know, get breasts soon. Um, and then she was like, "I your Grammy, which is my dad's mom. She's like, your Grammy had really big boobs. But your grandma and me, we have really small ones. So just don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> she really wanted me to know. Don't don't expect to have hefty hefty naturals. <laughs> yeah, nobody. My mom didn't uh, prepare me one way or the other. Although I do remember having a, a talk about where maybe it was just in like sex when they like just when you like first start getting boobs and you have your breast buds. Oh, you know, yeah. like when just your nipple is puffy. Yeah, what a weird time. What a really really weird. Did you ever have the the American Girl doll book? The caring keeping of you. Okay. My friend had it. You had it? I did not have it. And I was just talking to somebody the other day. My friend also had a bunch of American Girl dolls. And I had a a, a doll that was the size of an American Girl doll, but it was from Walmart. And her name was like Lindsay or something stupid like that. I I had one of those at first named Savannah. She's a nerd. Wait, isn't Savannah? No, that's not. I'm trying to think about the American Girl. My friend had Samantha and... Josephina. I had. And the horse. Oh, she had the horse? Mm-hmm. I was so jealous of friends who had the horses. I um, I had quite a few American Girl dolls. I didn't know I grew up poor until I got a bit older, but I, w- I should have. Getting the, like, uh, the, like, Walmart dupe of an American Girl doll should have tipped me off. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> There's no way to know. <laughs> when I got, like, fucking Lisa or whatever her name was, I should have been like, mm, I don't think we have any money. <laughs> 
Because it was, I would bring that doll over so we could like play with the, all of them, and I was like, "This sucks." Like, I don't know. They're basically the same, but I, I could just feel it. I was like, this, "You could tell the difference in like, quality." Yeah, I was like, "This girl does not belong with Josephina." I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> um, a little outcast. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no one probably cared about me, but. Um. <laughs> anyways, the book did it teach, teach you about your period? About everything. Like about like and about the stages. There was like a whole chart about like the stages that your boobs are gonna go through. Oh, totally. And I remember just being like, "Wow, really? Like my body's gonna do this?" I don't know. I remember finding out about getting like your period, finding out that that was a thing. And I remember I was so young when I found out it was one day gonna happen, and I was like, "What the fuck? We're all just okay with this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't actually remember. Like finding, I I just feel like I always I feel like my mom was very we kind of were a naked household like okay you know like shit with the door open kind of situation so yeah. I think I just always I, I was aware of periods yeah I was such a sheltered kid I, was I mean I was sheltered kid. but in different in different ways I was a little only child and my mom never let me watch our movies. I, I couldn't watched... even watch Bring It On because I wasn't 13. Wait, really? Yes. And everyone else was singing the songs and they're going, I, I'm, I'm, you're ugly, or whatever it is. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're singing all the songs. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. They're doing the rap from 8 Mile. I was completely. You're just like. Completely yeah, ostracized. <laughs> that's great. I love it too. I also, yeah, I also love Kristen Dunst uh, <laughs> doing a little <laughs> dance. <laughs> Um, okay, now what's on the list? Okay. Um, uh, I did one time, I, I forgot about this until I was thinking about what to talk about. Um, uh, one time I, I did, it was like maybe my first or second, I think it was my second ever blowjob. Um, <laughs> and I, I did regurgitate <laughs> a little bit on this man's penis. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was... I was 18. I freshly turned 18. And it was this like guy who I went to high school with. He was, uh, he had a cool house and he had a <laughs> pool in the backyard. Yeah, you're like, he deserves a little sloppy top. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a cool girl. I could do this. And it was on a bean bag. Oh, God. It was on a bean bag. <laughs> um, so that was not comfortable for either of no, us. No, those are the worst. <laughs> no, no. And then I, I felt it. I felt it coming and I like had read those tricks in like Cosmopolitan magazine like hold your thumb a certain way. I have fucking beef with Cosmo but they write down lies. They I, I think I've heard your letter letter to oh, them yeah. about the off but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah because I was like I, re- I was in college and I read it. Was, they were like I'll give him all these tips and stuff and they were like yeah tickle your man's taint while you're blowing him and he'll, he'll love it. He did not love it. <laughs> He squirmed away from me and <laughs> politely. He was so sweet about it. Like he was very, very sweet. Guy. He would never. He wouldn't have made fun of me or anything. But he was like, Can you "Please don't do that again." Like, don't. <laughs> please don't. He's like, "It's too much." That's interesting. <laughs> well, I wonder. Maybe it was too much in a way that, like, later on in life. Yeah, like mustard. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, it's it's way too much. But then your taste buds die. Go, this shit rocks. <laughs> yeah, so that's maybe- so true. I don't think I don't know if that's a good analogy, but <laughs> um, do you ever check back in with him? Uh, no, he doesn't talk to me anymore. Okay. Well, because it was funny because we 
Not because of the taint thing. No, no, not. Okay. Yeah, we, I, we never talked again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet guy, though. Um, no, it was like we like kept in touch after we broke up because he like went to med school. We like were living in different states, so we broke up. <clears throat> and then we stayed in touch and then we just fell out of touch. And then he got married and I was like, what the hell? You didn't tell me you're getting married. And then he was like, this is inappropriate. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't think it was inappropriate, but I'm uh, a lot of people I've, I'm kind of, I don't like letting people leave my life. And um, so even if we're dating and yeah. now we're not dating, I'm like, well, that's no reason to stop talking to each other every day. <laughs> and some people disagree with that. And they think that I should, I should let people leave my life. But good, good fucking luck. Good luck, good <laughs> luck, because we're gonna circle back on this. I, I am hard to break up. I, I am a nightmare. Hehehe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> through that's such a terrible breakup right now. <laughs> do you? Oh, you're going through one. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you tend to be somebody who ends things or vice versa? No, no, I will cling on. I'll, uh, I'll stay in a relationship. Maybe I don't know. Three, three years after it should end, I don't care. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we haven't had sex for two years. Not a problem. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I did do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I have to get it. I have to go back to therapy. I had a therapist, but it was we weren't vibing. Okay, that's an important thing. Well, and it's I'm realizing. Is that my stomach? Was it? Are you hungry? No, I just. Oh, yikes! That was weird. It's the genes. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. Is <laughs> that totally... me treating my body like trash for a week and a half? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it was just such a whole thing to even find this guy. Yeah. And like, it's really like it was a very hard process for me. Like, and I was because like, especially with like insurance, and then like finding all that. And then for a second, <clears> I <throat> did think we were talking about boyfriends, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> I insure them. <laughs> okay, therapist. If they die while we're dating, I get a huge payout. <laughs> <laughs> if they mysteriously die, I'm you're rich. rich. <laughs> um, no, but then it was just like, yeah, it was just not, we were not clicking, but I'm like, oh, I don't have to do the whole thing again. It's a whole process to find somebody. That is how I feel about boyfriends, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. I have to over. go back out there. <sighs> Jesus, it is my stomach. Yeah. I, I hope the mic isn't picking up, but I also kind of hope it is. That's a fun sound effect. I'm gonna put my I'm listening. Well. <laughs> Didn't work. Next time. You know, it's always, it's like, uh, yeah, whenever you want it to do it, it won't do it. Um, I mean, I've never, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, what's next? What did that now? What? Oh wait. Also, when, when you threw up on him, was he nice about it? He was really, he was really nice about it. But this is also the guy too that, um, and maybe you've had a similar experience. <laughs> this has only ever happened to me once. Anytime after I did, um, give him a full blow job, um, <laughs> you know, after I was a nice person, um, he would always before I would like kiss him, he would make me go brush my teeth. <gasps> oh, that's. <sighs> At least he he did buy me a toothbrush, so I didn't have to buy my own. But I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." 
Okay, so once again, it's like it's coming back to like yeah, like th- the way that we're like raised in the society is to be like disgusted by ours, like because like that's your own come, you weirdo. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's like it's it's your it's your dick that my mouth was just on. It's not my mouth that's the problem here that you don't want to kiss. Yeah, but and also because I kind of I kind of you know when somebody like eats you out and they come back up and they're like pretty wet they're like yeah especially like they have like a beard or whatever like whoa that is glistening yes yes i do kind of not like (laughs) i I get it i kind of don't like kissing them but i also will do it i would never not do it that's it would be insane well i mean i feel like too a lot of guys will just like you know quickly Mm -hmm. yeah quickly wipe and then back to kissing and like that's that's great but yeah sometimes they do kind of come back from down there and it's just like Oh, wow. We're like, we're like, there's some blood. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I, one time I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and then I, he didn't even know I was there. He's like smiling at me. And I was just like, mm. I did like, it like really sneaky, be like, oops, okay. Oopsies, there's just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, teenage boys, I, it, I think like they haven't like been like trained enough to not do shit like that i feel like yeah like, and they're like weirdly like have these like weird hang-ups and stuff like i remember one of my friend's boyfriends in high school was so terrified of getting her pregnant that he would wear two condoms what <laughs> which is much worse than well, yeah one. that's so much worse because like the friction <laughs> and stuff. yeah he would wear two <laughs> that's hilarious and i'm pretty sure she was like i think she was on the pit no maybe not i can't remember I used to be so scared of getting pregnant. Like, I went through, like, a little brief um, psychosis (laughs) my freshman year of college. It's a cute way of saying these things. Yeah, it was just a really cute mental breakdown. (laughs) A little bit of psychosis. (laughs) Just a a little bit. Just a little bit. And I was, like... Just a touch. I was so convinced that I was pregnant, too. Like, I, I, I was so convinced, even though I was getting my period and everything. But I was like, no, doctor, you don't understand. I, Are you like, taking tests? Yeah. I had taken, They're coming back negative? All of them were negative. <laughs> um, I eventually got, like, a vaginal ultrasound because my doctor was like, you are insane. I am going to do this and show you nothing is inside of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Thank you. And then she was like, girlfriend, you need a... You need to go see you somebody. You do need a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you need a doctor for your head. <laughs> Not um, for your uterus. Yeah. But also, um, they, they like, cut my IUD strings too short. So then I had to get an ultrasound to just – she was, like, when I went in for a pap smear, she was, like, I just, you know, better safe than sorry. So you should come back for an ultrasound to make sure the IUD hasn't, like, you know, traveled in your lungs or whatever. <laughs> I was just like, ugh. Because I was like, if this isn't covered by insurance, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. You know, to be just like, because I'm like, well, I haven't got pregnant for 10 months, and I've been hitting it raw. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's in there. But, and I haven't seen it pop out. I would notice if it came out. Like, You'd feel it. Yeah. I, would, I mean, and, um, but anyways, but then when I went to do it, and so I'm like in there, and there's the ultrasound machine, and so there's the vaginal one, and then there's like the one, like, for when you're pregnant. And I was yeah. Like, I was looking at the doctor. I was like, "Which, uh, which one are we doing like today?" The dildo sitting there. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the one from the movies and the TV shows. I'm like, "Which? How are we?" Uh, and she's like, "She's like, she like, like, she like, she's like, mm, we're using the dildo." <laughs> I'm like, "Ugh." That one's an experience. It actually, um, it really wasn't as bad as I. I was not looking forward to it. And then it was like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. It's kind of nice. 
in a way. She yeah. Would've, she would have uh, finessed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so weird when you're just sitting there and they're like, okay, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure now. The worst part is all the lube. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, okay, whoa. She's like freezing cold lube all, all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like if we just talked and a little she, bit like, first. And then she up the tip too. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but then when I was looking at, as she let me look at it and um. I couldn't really tell heads or tails what was going on in there. It's, I had. She's like, here's your ovary. And I was like, is it? No. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> but like, if, if I'd been convinced I was pregnant and then, I mean, I guess you'd be able to notice if there was not a baby. But I was like, she was like, this is your cervix. I was like, I don't get it. It's like one of those puzzles where you have to like pull your eyes back to see the. Oh, yeah. Like a little <laughs> optical illusion kind of. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, I have a really weird uterus. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have a funky one. It's um, it's called a bicornuate uterus. So instead of like a normal uterus, looks like a V <laughs> with a nice little hat on it. Mm-hmm. Mine looks like that, and then it looks. It's like yeah, it almost. Oh, it's like it kind of con- like concave. It is yeah. It almost like splits into two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I couldn't get an IUD. Oh. Yeah, leading to, and then I had to like do the pill. And I hated that. See, I loved the pill. I had no problems with it. I never felt weird. I didn't gain weight, nothing like hormonal. And the only reason I switched to an IED is because Trump got elected and I was like, well. You were a little freaked out. Well, I didn't know I was going to have, like, I was also turning 26, so I was going to be off my parents' insurance. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know how much birth control would be if I, because my mom had was a teacher, so she, she had pretty good insurance. Like, I was getting them for free, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so then I popped that bad boy in, and I had a wild ride at the beginning. It's good now, but, like, the first, like, eight months were, like, I had, like, mood swings. I had, like, oh. hormonal acne. I was, I mean, I was crying all that. It was very bad. I, I had my period for 40 days. It's, like, biblical shit. Like, that it-, <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. So now I'm, like, when this one wears out, I'm, like, I don't think I can do this one again, because... If it's like that again, like, ugh. That's brutal. I did the arm thing for a little bit. Oh, the feel of it? When I touch it in people's arm, it gives me the creeps. It gave me the creeps having it in. I hated it. I would, does it, I feel like that would hurt. To, I mean, they must numb you, I guess, but. They do numb you. It did hurt, though, for like a solid week, and I got it. I don't like having stuff in it. Like, you know, you give blood and the needle's just hanging out. Yeah. That gives me, I have to like mind over, I'd be like, I like, don't think about what's happening right now. I felt like I left there. Like, I felt like, you know, when you're watching the movies or something and then somebody's like has an IV in their arm and they rip it out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's how I felt. But for three years straight. Yeah. I felt like I just left the hospital. Did you have any weird um, stuff like hormonal stuff? Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. I couldn't stop crying. I was so emotional. Um, And then, yeah, my my periods would last for like a straight month at a time. Then I would have two weeks off and then it would be another month. Okay, I've said this before, but it's like, imagine a world where men ha- ha- have some type of device that can keep them from getting us pregnant, and those are the side effects. Do you think w- one man would do that? For, so that so that I could have sex carefree? No. I don't fucking think so. I don't think so. And it pisses me off. I do not think so. They're out here just squirting left and right. They're, I was thinking about that. They, don't even, they won't even wear a fucking condom. No. That's crazy. Because it doesn't feel good. Oh, I don't have... I'm like, well, I have a Ziploc bag in my in my in my purse. So get ready. <laughs> the corner's gonna be a little sharp. <laughs> I mean, God. Yeah, no, it is fresh. It's they very need to frustrating. All get vasectomies. <laughs> well, because that's reversible. reversible. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're both like, we know. We know they can take it back. I know. I know. It, it, there's like a chance. It could maybe not be reversible, but it's like it is. Reversible. Also, there's a chance with the pill, too, that like you could get pregnant. Oh, yeah. And, right. and with an IUD. That yeah. scared the fuck out of me. I saw a TikTok where it was like somebody like showed me that a baby like came out with the fucking IUD in its like hand. Like holding the IUD? Oh, my yeah. God. I've seen that, too. And then all the comments are like, my IUD baby is 10 years old today. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I would. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, it had to be fake, though, right? They wouldn't leave the baby in there with the IUD, would they? I guess how could they get it out? I feel like you have to leave the baby in there because it's not with like it. they could go in once the baby's cooking, right? Right, I think so. I mean, it's just—I guess it's just like a piece of. It's plastic. almost like he's rubbing it in your face when he comes out with it. In yeah, his like hand. Hey, <laughs> haha! You thought this was gonna work? Surprise, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I gave up. I gave up on on birth control, and then I just I talked to my doctor, and she took my tubes out. Pardon me. I I got my tubes just taken out. My little fallopian tubes. You took the whole tube out. Yeah. Wait. She, now what? She took both of the tubes out. They're just gone. <laughs> so wait. So my ovaries are kind of just hanging there. <laughs> Seriously, I, I can't tell if you're kidding. No, I'm being. I've serious. never heard of this. Before. Yeah, I'm being. I'm being. Wait, dead is this serious. what people call it when they say getting your tubes tied? Is that yeah? They take your fallopian tubes. So it depends. Are your eggs just loose now? They're they're still in the little in the little sacks. But do they get released or not? I actually don't know. They I could just think be I, in your body. I, yeah, what well, if they, I'm just sure they would just dissolve, right? Floating around. You're but, just full of eggs to the brim. <laughs> <laughs> just loose. I'm scrambled eggs now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sometimes they tie them and older women, they'll tie them. Literally. Literally. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll tie oh, them. I thought it was a euphemism, but no, they'll, they'll get them <sighs> tied. But then for me, they, they took them out and it reduced my chances of like, uh, ovarian and breast cancer by like 50 to 80%, I think. Wow. Yeah. It was an outpatient procedure too. Really? Took wow. 45 minutes. No fucking way. Yeah. But my doctor did have to write a little letter to my insurance being like, yeah, I, I witnessed this girl go through a breakdown one time because <laughs> she thought she was pregnant. So <laughs> we need to do this. <laughs> Wait, so that was a long time ago then? That was, When you were in college? It was um, Wait, two years old. ago. Wait, were you in college two years ago? Um, No. Okay. I was in college four years ago. Oh, okay. So I got this done in 2021. Was it your stomach again? I can't tell if I'm hearing it in here. In here? Or... Or out there. Yeah, maybe it's something outside. I can't maybe. T- I hope to God that wasn't my body. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a plea for help. I, it's like, <laughs> okay, so at our live show, the audience submits their own disgusting ladylike stories to be read on stage anonymously, and these are some of those stories. I had a foursome with three guys. This this one is kind of fucked up. Wow. Not, not the foursome, but the rest of the details. Um, I had a foursome. With, I would love to have a foursome. <laughs> I've only had a threesome. I'm working my way up <laughs> to orgy. <laughs> um, I had a foursome with three guys. I was Eiffel Towered by two of them, and the third one ate me out. The third one had a girlfriend. The Eiffel Tower boys were biological brothers. <gasps> I don't think I could have fun having sex with two brothers. I... It that's creepy. Well, because if you're having sex with them, that kind of means by the transitive property they're having sex with each other. I mean, at the very least, they're staring into each other's eyes. Well, while... yeah, if they're Eiffel Tower. An Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower. 
<laughs> for my listeners, if you don't, <laughs> it's when I didn't think people did this in real life, but I should have known that they did. Yeah, my stomach's going crazy. Um, uh, I believe where two people, two two men usually stand looking at each other, and between them, normally, sometimes a woman could, a man could do it, and one of them is having penetrative sex with her while she's. Uh, orally pleasuring the other and then to create the Eiffel Tower they have to hold hands above which is so cute <laughs> that's so cute and so wholesome I know I like that part and then they have to stare into each other's eyes until they nut <laughs> well I made that part up but I think that's how it should be I feel like if it's your brother too but I mean that is that's that is kind of beyond fucked up. the pale that's um if it was two close friends I would say that is good and I'm glad you did that you just got one step closer in friendship. Yeah, of course. But Ugh. I'm doing it your brother. That's pretty fucked up. Um, okay. <clears throat> Sophomore year of college, I moved into a quad dorm and clogged the toilet during the first weekend. <laughs> that was when I first got to college. Shitting was that was very hard for me because I was like, me too. I didn't like shitting anywhere but my own home, like a private bathroom where no sounds or smells yeah. could get out. I had to, my um, college dorm, it was a co-ed floor, so we also had co-ed bathrooms. Absolutely not. So the stalls and the showers, we all just shared together. Also, not even from, like, not even, like, in, like, a, I don't want to be in a bathroom with a boy. Like, an 18-year-old boy does not treat a bathroom with respect. Oh, no, it was so bad. It smelled so bad in there. It smelled like a barn. Ugh. It was awful. So I actually would not poop there. I would sneak in at night. I would like sneak in and poop at like midnight. <laughs> I would wake up so early. I would walk myself over. It was a ten minute walk over to the cafeteria. Oh, I went to the bathroom. Okay. And then and then I would I would poop in those stalls because oh. nobody was ever in there before Sneaky. like nine a.m. Yeah, yeah. I was just... also just like girlfriend, just take a dump. I know. I right? mean, try telling me that ten years ago. I try even now. <laughs> Now, if I like, I'm if better, I gotta go at a public bathroom, I'm like, we're doing it. Everybody knows this is what <laughs> I came here to do. I didn't come here to be quiet in this stall. I, I came uh, here to make a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well-behaved women rarely make history. <laughs> I say as I have, <laughs> I'm shitting liquid. <laughs> Girl boss, look out. <laughs> um. Okay, wait, I didn't even finish the story. So, okay, <laughs> sophomore year of college, I moved into a quad dorm and clogged the toilet during the first weekend. I pl- I placed a dining hall tray over the crime scene for the time being. When the plumber finally showed up a day later, all I could hear from my room was, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that that person used a dining hall tray to cover it. I guess when you don't have a... Well, I hope that one was taken out of circulation, though. Yeah, what if people are so just, just eating off that the next day? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> I'll read you one more. I am lactose intolerant. People kept telling me to try those lactate pills. So I take one before I have a delicacy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Berries and whipped cream. Ooh. My family was planning on seeing a movie soon after, and I wanted to come. As we were leaving, I started to feel my tummy rumble. I said to my dad, 
Baba, I have to go to the bathroom really quick. Be there one sec. I go to the bathroom and try to poop. Nothing is coming out. I have the worst poop sweats of my life. My thighs are sliding on the seat. I was so sweaty. I feel like I have to poop, but I can't poop. My bowels are creaking like a pirate ship. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so funny. This is I, beautiful storytelling. I, every, there's like, there'll be like, of the stories that are submitted, there'll be some where it's like English major, like prose, like yeah, colorful language, and then there'll be somebody being like, "I I shit on the sidewalk," <laughs> like, <laughs> like no punctuation, <laughs> just like <laughs> this is like quotation marks and everything. Um, okay, my bellows are creaking like a pirate ship. My siblings are complaining to my dad, Baba Oliver. <laughs> with their own name and Oliver is gonna make us late for the movie <laughs> I tell them to shut up I need to focus I still want to go to the movies so I say I'm almost done I wasn't I throw up everywhere <laughs> my dad comes in and starts to clean it up and after he does I throw up again we never made it to the movie oh being oh, Alexis and Taran is that it's that's like a hard life to live that is a hard life that's a Berries and cream. <laughs> yeah, that the fact that berries and cream could just wreck you. Fuck like up that? your. I know. It's not right. That's so sad. <laughs> That's so sad. Also, too, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's something about getting the sweats <coughs> when you gotta go. Oh yeah. I also I just have very sweaty thighs. I have a sweaty ass. Me too. Yeah. My back bone dry. Same crotch and ass a swamp wet <laughs> just <laughs> like taking the bus in the summer oh my god or when you like in the middle of summer when you sit up from like a um like a like a booth oh or like a some type of like a like a plastic and you look down and you're like oh that's my that's the imprint of my butt crack that's great uh, and like and you're like wiping it off oh my yeah no oh, I, I i would always like slide that's, oh that's that's a what my bit. pussy looks like it's like a stamp yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's like it, yeah it is kind of like oh i marked my oh, spot oh, already <laughs> i know where to come back to <laughs> our live story comes from sam roca sam is a chicago comic and um she has a show coming up at the lincoln lodge on the 27th if you want to see more from her this was recorded in april of 2023 here's sam roca but we didn't mean to know anything then we split. Okay, I have a story for you and it's in the form of a prepared statement. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the professionalism of that will offset the uh, disgustingness of the story. So okay, here we go. We've all had to unclog toilets before. Uh-oh, a little too much toilet paper. Plunge, plunge, good as new. <laughs> An innocent enough process. Until it isn't. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I had a toilet disaster so terrible that I can only describe it as the biggest challenge I've ever faced. And I'm transgender. <laughs> I'm in my apartment alone. My partner is visiting his family for spring Our live story comes from I'm Sam Roca. Sam forward to Sam having some time for myself to do and, things. Um, I just she has a show coming up there. at Lincoln Lodge on like the 27th. Girls so night, just me and my gal pals. This was recorded in April of, of 2023. Here's Just kidding. I replaced my desire for sex with ruthless corporate ambition years ago. Ladies, who's with me? Yeah! In all seriousness, what I actually like to do when I'm alone in my house is, and I don't relish saying this because frankly it's private, 
is shitting with the door open. <laughs> yeah, they get it. Um, there's something about being on the toilet when you know no one can hear you, no one in the world knows what you're doing, that allows a certain freedom. We've all been in a public restroom before innocently peeing when all of a sudden, from a few stalls down, we hear a shameful, inadequately concealed plop. <laughs> wow, embarrassing. <laughs> if it were me, I would have coughed or at least started humming the latest hot 100 hit as my plop occurred, as to conceal its ungainly splash. This is mercifully not necessary when one is alone. And so I readied myself for my session in the bathroom, making sure my phone was at full battery. I sat down and again, not to be crass, began my dumpy. I felt more free with each natural expulsion after I finished, finished. I decided to flush the toilet once before I put any toilet paper in there because I figured asking more of that toilet at that point was simply not fair. One flush was all it took. The toilet water began to rise up and within an instant the toilet began overflowing from all sides, spraying out like a fountain. I screamed and grabbed the plunger, which was no match for the shit waterfall coming from the toilet. <laughs> I grabbed as many bowls as I could to try to catch the water. They all filled up and one fell down with the force of the exploding water. I was hysterical. And the bathroom floor now, within a mere matter of seconds, was covered in shit and water. I called my partner, I called my mom. I called a 24-hour emergency plumber immediately and told him I've never seen anything like this before in my life. <laughs> Suddenly, a knock at the door. Well, that was quick. I open it up, pantsless and panicked, and it's my downstairs neighbor. He wasted no time in telling me his ceiling was leaking wet shit. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. This was always meant to be my private time. <laughs> I turn around to find the water has quickly infiltrated the hallway. A few moments later, another knock at the door. Oh, thank God he's here. I open it up and it's the neighbor downstairs from the neighbor who I just met. She goes, we're starting to get it too. In trying to enjoy my time on the toilet as discreetly as I could, I ended up causing an apartment-wide panic so bad that my building shut off the water. In trying to enjoy my time on the toilet as discreetly as I could, my shit ended up having consequences so bad I had to ask myself, do I have renter's insurance? <laughs> the contaminated water filled the bathroom with a stench that can only be described as Katrina. <laughs> it could be an interesting metaphor. You can take the trans woman out of the men's bathroom, but the men's bathroom will come back to haunt her. <laughs> It's like I was Rose in the Titanic in that one scene when she's wading through the water trying to find Jack, except instead of the ship hitting an iceberg, it hit poop. <laughs> the water was now off and the fallout was immense. Two hours later, the plumber arrives. He unclogs the toilet with a snake drain in five minutes and charges me 275, <laughs> which I didn't know was a scam until after he left. I looked around at the damage. My partner wouldn't be back for a few days. It was the middle of the night. I thought it's impossible to do this on my own, but someone's got to. So I went to bed and prayed. <laughs> After, of course, finally wiping. 
But then I got up the next morning and I knew what I had to face. I had to face it. No one was coming to save me. I put on gloves, trash bags around my shoes, and Bachman Turner overdrives taking care of business. <laughs> and got to work. And a few times as I was wading through the water, as I was sacrificing towels, as I was picking up shit, I began to think to myself, is this how Paris felt on The Simple Life? <laughs> so no one was there to help, boo-hoo. It's the kind of thing you can't not clean, no matter who you are, whether or not it's too much or you're not properly equipped. Shit toilet floods are like babies. They demand attention, and if you abandon it, society will be upset with you. <laughs> but I began to find a certain power in that. I discovered that you can do everything wrong and be completely ill-prepared and still do it just because you have to. And then who's to say you weren't equipped in the first place? You don't have to be handy to fix things. You just have to be alone. <laughs> I think I've told myself a story about myself that I'm helpless when it comes to certain things. And that has more effect on my thinking than it does on my actions. But I control my own narrative. I do. When I'm in the throes of disaster, it's like I have an angel and a devil on either side of my shoulder telling me different things. Except they're not an angel and a devil at all. They're Paris Hilton and a guy I call Sal. <laughs> on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, I am living in a nightmare right now. <laughs> this is literally the worst. And on the other shoulder, there's Sal. Hey, get up and do something about it. <laughs> Suck it up, I work at the butcher shop. I'm confusing. Oh my God, I am living in a butcher shop. On <laughs> Painstaking as it was, and by the end of my cleaning frenzy, the floors were so spotless that I thought, maybe I didn't have to alert that many people of my shit disaster in the first place. <laughs> Still, it didn't bring me peace of mind. How can I ever shit again without a tinge of anxiety? Every time I sit on the toilet now, am I doomed to thinking, is this the one I'm going to have to call people about? <laughs> no, I refuse to accept that because then the terrorists win. <laughs> Using the facilities should be completely private, but sometimes it isn't. And ladies, I ask you, are we going to let every plop, every Mondo Duke, every confession <laughs> to the plumber about what exactly happened shame, shame us into silence? Into letting society think women only require a restroom to powder their nose and go pee while holding hands with a friend. No, I am no longer ashamed because I have seen the other side of shame. The pressure to be ladylike can no longer oppress a woman when she has been the sole cause of the single biggest plumbing disaster in her building in 10 years. <laughs> I am free. If anything, I want you to come out of this with three lessons. A woman can always face something even if she doesn't think she has the qualities to do so. And maybe she doesn't, but she just has to do something about it. And lesson number two, feel no shame. And finally, lesson number three. Trans women should be allowed to use the bathroom of their choosing, except for maybe me. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Grace Baylor. My Instagram is very Grace Baylor. And that's also my TikTok and my Twitter. I uh, host the Flat Factory Open Mic on Tuesdays. That's a fun time. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. 
New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week. Whoa.